Hi friends, I want to make you aware of an exciting event that I'm going to be speaking at this Saturday, February 24th. It's the Exposed Conference in Portland, Oregon, but you can also join from anywhere since it will be streamed online. Exposed is an annual event with the purpose of helping pastors, ministry leaders, counselors, and individuals navigate sensitive sexual issues and equipping them to care for their communities in regards to God's design for sex. The theme for this year's conference is Uncovering Our Story, where we're going to discover how to turn our personal narratives into mirrors that brilliantly display the splendor of God. So register now at ExposedEvent.com. Now that's just the letter X by itself, X-P-O-S-E-D-E-V-E-N-T.com. You can also see the show notes in today's episode for the link and a special discount coupon code. Hope to see you there. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio Program. We're a listener-supported outreach of Be Broken Ministries, and we exist to help individuals and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. You know, many men struggle deeply with their godly responsibilities of leadership, especially in the home, because they aren't even managing themselves very well. In this episode, Stephen brings a letter from a leader that is meant to be representative of most men who struggle with this internal conflict of leadership calling and poor self-management. This letter addresses issues like dividedness and hypocrisy, wearing masks to cover fear and shame, poor or non-existent emotional skills, weariness and hopelessness. For any man who can relate to what is shared in this letter, there is hope for transformation. You can become the man and leader God designed you to be. For helpful resources to enhance your godly manhood and marriage skills, visit drmarriage.org. For even more resources, visit bebroken.org or check out all the links that we're going to put in today's show notes. And as always, dear friends, please rate and review the podcast because this really does help others find it. Now let's dive into today's topic. All right, Mr. Stephen Cervantes. We are ready to go. Good to be here. It is a new day, and we are into. We're recording this actually in February, so I'm. I'm just. I say this every single year, but it feels like months, days, even years just seem to go by faster and faster. I don't know if you're experiencing that as well. It's true. Um, But today, you know, you sent me this this text yesterday, and you're basically like. Hey, what do you think about this for the podcast? <laughs> and then you basically shared this like letter, yeah, uh, kind of about like what would what would what's the the struggle that many leaders have who just don't know how to lead themselves, can't really understand how to deal with their own brokenness. So, tell us how we're going to dive into this topic today. Oh, that's perfect because. You know, I usually hear one thing, and I really think it's like God gives me one thing because it like jumps in my face. And then I think, I wonder if I could build around that. And and so one thing turns into 10 things. Right. And I thought, I wonder if it we could write a letter that represents most of the guys. Not all the guys. We're not going to be able to do that. But what if we could rep- write a letter that, that came from one guy that's really a hundred guys, um, and that we could touch a lot of men so they could see themselves 
They could understand the battle. And wives could peek inside a man Mm -hmm. and see how he's set up. And so it's like, well, one thing turned to the next thing, the next thing, and the next thing. Yeah, well, that's just it. When when you had sent me this text and I read through this, I thought, this resonate. I mean, first of all, it immediately resonated with me. I was like, (laughs) the whole time I'm reading them, I'm like, yeah, right on. That's me. You know, I I totally get this. And so I do think it's going to apply to, you know, everything's kind of a bell curve, right? But I'm pretty confident that over 80% of the guys listening are going to be like, I fit this template. That's funny. As I was pulling up and getting ready, I thought, well, it's not going to hit 100% of the guys, but maybe 80%. Right. And I thought, when I got 80s in school, man, I was excited (laughs) because I got a lot of other not 80s, you know? Right. So if you do 80s, you're doing good. So here goes. Hey, can anyone help me? Because I'm supposed to be the leader but I'm a mess. How can I lead anyone else if I can't even lead myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate it. I'm divided. I put on a good outside show, but inside I am unhappy and divided. Yeah. Well, right there, right off the bat, I think uh most guys listening are going to be able to resonate with that struggle. There's a sense in which, you know, I, I have this sense in which I, I am I'm called to to you know lead out. I'm called to take initiative. I'm and called told, to lead. Yeah. You're the leader. Well lead. And, and just to, to have that sense of purpose, right? Yeah. And yet when it says, well I'm I, I get it from one standpoint, and maybe even in some parts of my life, I, I do okay in that leading others. But I don't even know how to direct my own life, yeah. right? There's a sense of dividedness, confusion, chaos within my own being. And I'm like, what do I do Yes, with that? and you know, it's funny because I've, I've always wondered, why do women go to church, gather, you know, have women's ministries, put on programs. I mean, they just do it pretty naturally in most churches. And you see a lot of women in church and fewer men. And I thought, this is the reason. Why Why? Why would a guy not stand up front? When you stand up front, it's because you have the answers. Mm. You're going to lead the class. You have the answers. And women will say, you know, it's hard. Life's a mess. You know, my hormones, my kids, things are out of balance, blah, blah, blah. We don't talk like that. Yeah. And so we're supposed to go out front and lead. And it's like with God and with God's word, you get out there and you lead. It's like, but see, that's a mess. But see, I think that's the problem. That's why I like what he says here. But I put on a good outside show. Mm. In other words, we've conflated this idea of leadership with just a great presentation. Okay. Instead of, well, maybe leadership requires some authenticity, requires some vulnerability, you know, and so we've I think we've misdefined even what leadership may even mean because we've essentially said, hey, as long as I have the answers and I can put on a good show, <laughs> right. then you're gonna be impressed and you're gonna think about it. But that's I'm a why leader. I think women are so good at it because they're not about the image. They're, yeah, well I mean women nur- can nurturing. be, you know, again, bell curve, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. But most women are, are talking about parenting how hard it is and they more open with feelings every in every area you talk about they'll they'll talk about their marriage they'll talk about 
their hormones. They'll talk about their mood. They'll talk. We don't do that, you know. Right. right. So I, next, I don't know what to do. So I keep doing the same thing over and over. I know that's insanity, but it's what I know. It does not make sense to continue, but it does make sense to do what you know, even if it only half works. Yeah, this is the uh, this is what I think happens in the realm of just familiarity. We talk about this mm. in the workshop, right? Mm. Where um, you get you get familiar with a particular broken way of living, right? We, mm-hmm. In our context, we talk about it kind of being lust land. You're in this, you know, lustful way of thinking and living and operating. You know, kind of when you lift up into more of a cognitive and philosophical and even spiritual standpoint, you go, I know this is killing me. Mm. I know this isn't good. Like I, I can logically yeah. and rationally see that this is not good for me. But then when you kind of go back down into your heart, right, you go, but this is all I really know how to do. <laughs> I don't really, I've never, I'm unfamiliar with a different way to live. And I think that's where a lot of men get stuck. And that's why I think they do a good job of how can I just present as if I have it together yeah. when in fact I'm like, I don't know how to really live that full life. So he goes on, I feel like a hypocrite and I can't tell anyone. Before we started talking, I said, how do you define hypocrite? And you said... Basically, a person who says one thing and does another. Yes. So then we were looking for other words. I feel like a hypocrite. A poser, Mm. or the other thing that's pretty popular right now, imposter. Yeah. And in fact, they call it an imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's so popular, it's a syndrome. So he says, I feel like a hypocrite, an imposter... And I can't tell anyone. Oh, oh, I've tried, but all my friends have simple answers and cute little sayings. You, you, somebody gives you a bumper sticker, something they heard, and it's like, that doesn't help me. The truth is, most of my friends are also living divided lives. You know, when I read this, I thought, maybe that's one of the indicators of whether or not your friends are also living divided lives if they simply give you cute, simplistic answers. Because if you're saying, like, take, for instance, Stephen, let's say you come to me and we are having a sort of normal uh, kind of routine, sort of the bland conversation, safe conversations that most men would like to have around sports, politics, weather, you know, that kind of stuff. And then at some point, you share something at a much deeper level. You, you're like, man, I've been struggling with, you know, you, you name a fear or you name yeah. some kind of deep emotion. Yep. If I am not uh, familiar or well-versed in that particular emotional depth within myself, right? I'm most likely to just, let's go back to the shallow. Let's go back to the safe. Yeah. And that's where I think maybe some of those cute, simplistic answers come. This yeah. is maybe the person that just, they're, they're quick to just throw a Bible verse at you real yes. quick. And, and cause it's saying, I don't really want to meet you where you're at uh, because I'm not there myself. Yes. That I'm sense? with you. I'm with you. They'll throw something and then they'll move. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not hanging around this topic. So, so, so what did I do? So, um, I've developed an outside image 
that is very likable. Everyone thinks that's the real me. I give people what they want. And we all know everyone likes a funny, smart, interesting guy. So that's who I've become. I became or do become what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we talk about this also in the ministry all the time about kind of being an image builder. Yes. You learn how to build an image, and usually that is built based on, hey, the feedback that you've get, been getting from people. What what resonates? What gets the best, you know, what gets the laugh? What gets the, right. the strokes, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it's interesting because I think, and we'll see this, I guess, in a minute, that this does nothing for helping the original question, right? Which Around, take us back. like, I don't know how to lead me. Yes, yes. Right? Because yes. essentially, I'm, notice what he says. I'm giving you what you want from me. Yeah. So in other words, it's like, oh, that's a good, yes. I still don't know how to lead me because I'm saying, what do you want, Stephen? And I'm yeah. just going to give you, because I'm too scared to actually be honest and vulnerable and real and undivided. It's funny. I remember talking to this one guy and asking him questions and he just blanked and he didn't know how to answer, you know? And, and he said, well, what do you want me to say? And I'll say it. Just tell me what you want me to say. And and I'll just say it. I said, no, no, I want to know you. No, no, what do you want? Just tell me what you want so I can be successful with you. It's almost like a game, right? I give you what you want, so then you like me because you got what you wanted. Well, and it, what's interesting to me about that is it shows how little... And we, we did a podcast recently on this about sometimes the how inside our own heads can feel very unsafe. Yes. And so sometimes yeah. when a person is telling you like that, I say, no, you tell me what you want to say. They're like, I don't want to go into my own feelings. I don't want to go into my own head and tell you honestly yeah. what I feel and what I'm thinking. So, so please make a note. Everything I just said applies to the world outside my front door. Because inside my home, you get a peek at the real me. Right In my home, it's safe. I close the door. There's no danger. There's just my people that are committed to me, running around me, hanging around me. They aren't going anywhere. It's a safe place. So outside the front door, inside, you're going to see two different people. So at home, I isolate. I'm exhausted. I'm out there giving, performing, doing. I go home. I just want to be alone. I isolate. And I'm short-tempered. And I'm kind of shallow. I don't want to have deep, meaningful conversations, dear wife. First, I'm not good at deep conversations. That's not my skill set. And second, I've worked hard on my image. I haven't worked hard on emotional growth. Mm. So I have to uh, I have to actually tell on myself here a little bit, Stephen, just okay. to just to remind us that we're all in process, right? So there's yeah, always absolutely. there's always growth. So even just last night, I mean, I had a I had an exceptionally long day yesterday. Okay, that didn't end until almost nine o'clock by the time I got home, and so uh, I just kind of plopped down on the sofa next to Elaine, <laughs> and she turns to me and basically almost like with her hand her face cu- cupped in her hands, <laughs> looks at me like, you know, tell me everything that's happened in your day, kind of, uh, kind of a look. And I, I, I turned to her and I basically just said, I'm not feeling particularly chatty right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I read this particular paragraph in here, I thought, I can still relate to that. 
Yeah. I, I give all this energy kind of out outwardly through the day and all this instruction and coaching and teaching and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes I get home and I'm like, you know what? I'm not really feeling like I want to be emotionally connected or emotionally vulnerable and all of that. That's a good point. Now, I yeah. will say that at least I was aware enough of that to verbalize that to my wife instead of just being isolated or being oh, that's disconnected. Great. But still, I just want to say, I think we're all still in process on this. Amen. And, and I, as a man, can so relate to that idea of wanting to isolate, wanting to not do emotional growth work. And I think it's extremely common. So I wanted to say, as I was pulling up to get ready for this, I'm so excited that you are listening, mm. that you are choosing to be a learner, that you're trying to be open-minded and try new things. Because that's what I'm trying to do, and that's what John is trying to do. Mm -hmm. We are all learners. We're curious. We're interested. That's point number one. And point number two, the way I love this is because I see a lot of me in this. I mean, you know, it just fits most men. Yeah. Right? And when I look at my dad, I go, yeah, I was dad. You know, when I look at my brother, I go, that's my brother. Mm -hmm. And do you know men oh, around you that you would say, hey, this. I'm actually trying to think of one man that I know that doesn't resemble this <laughs> and i don't i can't I haven't come up with anybody oh yet. that's too good so i don't know how we all got cut from the same cookie sheet but we all look alike mm -hmm. uh, inside i feel like an unloved child with lots of secrets oh i have lots of stories of starting well but ending with poor follow-through and and i have lots of ways that I'm good at pushing back, arguing you, arguing with you, and defending myself from being discovered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think secrets are only natural, the feeling of having a lot of secrets, because if you're living a divided life and you're really kind of learning how to, hey, how can I present myself in a way that other people will like it and, and everything will be fine, then... You have to be carrying things that people don't know about you, right? Because you're saying, well, "I might, I might ruin the image that people have of me if and I share that or and talk heck, about scare that." Scare them, yeah. And you know, one of the things that I think um, comes out of this is a deep loneliness. Oh, that's true. Because uh, you know, we talk all the time in our workshops and everything about how God designed us to be fully known and fully loved. And so to the degree that we are living in this divided space where we're feeling like I can't ever share that. Oh, right. We're going to have a loneliness at that point. And I, 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 you know, this may be even for maybe a completely separate podcast, just to talk specifically about the loneliness that so many men have. Absolutely. That's um, good. In fact, I'm, I'm speaking tomorrow at a men's breakfast to talk specifically about the issue of friendship and why men need friends because we're deeply lonely and we don't have any really good friends. And I think what we're talking about here today indicates a lot of the reasons why, because mm. we're saying, I don't want to tell you the things that are really going on in my life. <laughs> so I don't know how to live a healthy life. Everyone repeats cute ideas and simple sayings 
And on the outside, I agree with them because I'm a nice guy and I want to be friendly. But inside, I'm screaming. You are not helping me. I, I love that. When I read that, I almost kind of chuckled out loud because I'm going, yeah, I, I, I've even done that sometimes where somebody gives you the short little simple answer. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to go to a different place in the conversation. Excuse me. And <clears throat> somebody gives one of those simple, and, and I'll even find myself kind of nodding like, yeah, you aren't wrong, but that did nothing to help me oh. in terms of where I'm at right now. So um, I, I get the frustration. I can even imagine, Stephen, that there might even be some guys that are listening to us right now and have gotten to this point in the conversation, and that they might be going, okay, where are you guys going to go yeah. to try to answer some of these issues of yeah. dividedness and all that? Because if we just stopped here, all we're doing is kind of unpacking the problem. Right. So, but let me make a comment on that because there's there's this um, thought uh, that I picked up. I think it was in school, and it goes like this: If you define the problem correctly, then you have half solved the problem. Right. Yeah. Right. So. A lot of times, I just define a problem. And I go, guess what? You got, you're halfway home. Because if you don't know what the problem is, you're probably working on the wrong problem. Mm-hmm. And man, uh, now that I say that, think about it. A lot of people are working over here. They're working over there. They're trying to do this or that. Or somebody said something. But if you're not working at a deep enough level with good enough insight, and that's what we hope... So and here's here's a great illustration of that. You know, for uh, for many years on this podcast, even mm-hmm. what is it that you especially and you and I together continually are focused and harping on? Is it not an emotional growth mission? Amen. <laughs> and Thank how you, many men yes. enter into a recovery from a porn or a sex addiction, and they are totally just focused on the porn and oh. sex behavior? That's right. Absolutely. And so what you're saying right now is saying we're trying to clearly define what the problem is that you really need to be working on, which is the emotional growth stuff. Yes. And these other things will start to work themselves out. Yes, because if you take the bottom pressure off, look, we're all going to be males. We're all going to be sexual. We're never going to not be sexual beings in a sexual culture. But if you get the deeper work done and you bring more rest I love that Jesus promised peace, rest, and joy. Mm-hmm. And if you run your soul with peace, rest, and joy, you know, then then you can be smart about your sexuality instead of run away, run away, run away because the torment of my soul. So thank you for making that point. The letter goes on. I'm way past feeling tired. I'm now looking for hope. And I'm very scared that I can't get out of this trap of my own making. Mm, Don't you love that? It's a trap. But -hmm. you know what? I built every bar, and I know where the doorway is, and I locked the door. I made the trap, and now I don't know how to get out of my own trap. Well, and I also love the fact that he is connected to very real and opposing things in hope and fear. Yeah. I like the fact that he's saying, I'm looking for hope, which is right. Yes. But he's also acknowledging I'm I'm afraid because I've I've only known 
this trap that I'm in, yes, right? I've only yes. known how to live in this space in my head or this space in my life. I've only known how to be a poser. I've only known how to be, you know, mm. a, a, a hypocrite. And so it's scary. I mean, think about it for however long, and we've got, I'm sure we've got a lot of men listening right now that you've been living this way for a long time. Yes. And the longer you live this way, the more it feels like there's no possibility of getting out of that trap. Amen. Because the secrets have built up, the lies have mounted. There's all kinds of pressure that you feel mm-hmm. that you're 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 now under the pressure of having to protect that identity that That's you've created, true. that right. image that you've created. But it just gets lonelier, it gets darker, it gets harder the longer you stay in there. So I do want to say that there is hope. Amen. But it's going to come through facing those fears. And like really getting into environments where you can be vulnerable and honest without the, you know, the whole world falling apart. So he closes as he opened. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be a leader, but I can't even lead myself out of my own trap. And I think... And I think that is a good perspective to have because here's here's something that I think we need to understand from kind of the the higher level of of spiritual perspective, and that is he's absolutely right. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. None of us can lead ourselves mm, mm. out of the trap that we're in. The the I mean, the ultimate trap that we're in is our own sin, right? And so, therefore, yes, we need an outside rescuer. The good news is we do have an outside rescuer that God has provided that way. And that's why I appreciate if you're going to go into the verse that you have there. Go into the verse of what Jesus says. Because Jesus is our rescuer, and I love what he said. Amen. You do it. So there's the famous passage in Matthew 11 where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. And he goes on even to say to take his yoke upon him, upon you, and to to learn from him because he's gentle and lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your souls because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Right. And so you trade in your trap, personally designed by you, developed over a lifetime, and saying, look, this trap is going to kill. I'm going to die in this trap. So I lay down my ways so that I can pick up some better ways, your Mm -hmm. ways. And what I love about that invitation from Jesus, guys, is that uh, there is no no qualifier other than, are you weary? (laughs) Are you heavy laden or burdened? Yes. That's all he's yes. saying. If that's you, if you're willing to at least admit that, and that's the first step, you got to admit, I'm I'm tired, man. I am. I've been carrying this. I've been trying to do it under my own yoke, under my yes. own ways. And he's saying, that's all you got to do is admit that, and you come to me, and I've got rest for you. Mm. I've got a new kind of yoke to put on you that's not going to be a burden. It's not going to crush you. It's not mm. going to trap you. It's actually going to set you free. And I know that that can feel. You know, earlier we were just talking about. Oh, the the person that brings the simplistic just Bible verse and throws this out there. Right. That's not what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to say there is a very real Jesus, a very alive Jesus who has conquered death and sin, 
who is still making this promise today Amen. to any man out there that's willing to say, I'm weary, yes, I'm burdened, and I need the rest. I want the rest. Notice this guy says, I'm looking for hope. That's where the hope is. is and I love Jesus. the verse that says, seek and you will find. Mm-hmm. Seek. You know why you're listening? Because you're seeking. And we're trying to do our little piece. And there's lots of stuff out there, right? That can help you sort of lay down a, a better format, a, a better way, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we, we you always say, leave us with some hope. Yeah. And, and a path. Jonathan's big on, okay, what do we do? Okay, okay, what do we do? Tell them what to do. Don't just leave them. Now, remember, I have half victory because we define the problem. We define the problem, That's yeah. That's it, 50%. <laughs> Am I supposed to live your life? No, you're supposed to seek, and God will show you. He says, you will find if you're hungry. You will find, seek. And so don't take that as guilt. Take right. that as good job, seeker. Yeah, But I also would say, and this is going to sound like a little advertisement. I, look, I've got upside down. DrMarriage.org, okay? That's where I'm writing a thought a day for people that want some encouragement. So DrMarriage.org. And if you want more, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we're going to be uh, actually recording a couple more podcasts today that are straight from those particular ideas. Oh. So... Uh, um, we're not going to do that for every single idea that Stephen no, has because no, no, no. he has too many. Uh, but <laughs> but I would I would highly recommend going there because they're they're short little thoughts that really help you kind of take a particular idea and just kind of chew on it for the day. Yes, um, and it's good for couples if he, if a husband would read it to his wife. Yeah, what's he doing? Leading, bringing fresh material, having deeper conversations sharing his own thoughts on what he thinks about that idea open Um, honest vulnerable letting her in cracking himself open yeah so men uh if if anything that we talked about today from this letter if it really resonated with you we want to help you take your next best step towards being able to be the leader that god called you to be to be able to be the the whole man not this divided man and so please reach out to us. We want to be able to help you take that next best step on the journey. And as always, we're so grateful that you choose Thank to join you. with us every week on the podcast. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time. You're the best. Thank you. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.